Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Hebrews chapter 7. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter and think about it, we pray that we would have a better understanding of how great Jesus is, how wonderful your blessings to us are through Jesus. We pray this through him. Amen. Hebrews 7. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham as he was returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham apportioned a tenth of everything, in the first place his name is translated King of Righteousness, and then also King of Salem, that is, King of Peace, without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but resembling the Son of God, he remains a priest for all time. But see how great this man was, to whom Abraham the patriarch gave a tenth from the spoils. And indeed those of the sons of Levi who received the priesthood have a command to collect a tenth from people according to the law, that is, from their brothers. Although they are descended from Abraham, But the one who did not trace his descent from them collected tithes from Abraham, and blessed the one who had the promises. Now without any dispute, the inferior is blessed by the more prominent. And in this case, mortal men receive tithes. But in that case, it is testified that he lives. And so to speak, even Levi, the one who receives tithes, has paid tithes through Abraham, for he was still in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. Thus, if perfection was through the Levitical priesthood, for on the basis of it the people received the law, what further need is there for another priest to arise according to the order of Melchizedek, and not said to be according to the order of Aaron? For when the priesthood changes, of necessity there is a change of the law also. For the one about whom these things are spoken belongs to another tribe, from which no one has officiated at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord is a descendant of Judah, a tribe with reference to which Moses said nothing concerning priests. And it is still more clear if another priest, according to the likeness of Melchizedek arises, who has become a priest not according to a law of physical requirement, but according to the power of an indestructible life. For it is testified, You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. For on the one hand, a preceding commandment is set aside because of its weakness and uselessness, for the law made nothing perfect. But on the other hand, there is the introduction of a better hope through which we draw near to God. And by as much as this was not without an oath, for these on the one hand have become priests without an oath, but he with an oath by the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. By so much more, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. And indeed, many have become priests because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. But he, because he continues forever, holds the priesthood permanently. Therefore also he is able to save completely those who draw near to God through him, because he always lives in order to intercede on their behalf. 
For a high priest such as this indeed is fitting for us, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, and having become exalted above the heavens, who does not need every day, like the former high priests, to offer up sacrifices for his own sins and then for the sins of the people, because he did this once for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints men as high priests who have weakness, but the statement of the oath after the law appoints a son who is made perfect forever. Well, that's our reading. Let's dig in. There are several things about the context that we should remember as we think about this chapter. First, the Hebrews writer is in a section arguing that Jesus is high priest. Second, he is talking about Melchizedek, where he is mentioned in Psalm 110. And third, that he spent a long warning section saying that his hearers aren't ready for harder teaching, but he is giving the harder teaching, or meat as he called it now. He points out some details from the original story of Melchizedek in Genesis 14. Melchizedek only comes up three times in the Bible, first in the original story in Genesis 14, then in Psalm 110, and then finally here in Hebrews where he explains things. There is little said in Genesis and Psalms about Melchizedek, but the Hebrews writer squeezes a lot out. He is called priest of God Most High in Genesis, and Abraham gave him a tenth or a tithe of his spoil from the war with the kings. The Hebrews writer gets the meaning king of righteousness from the name Melchizedek. Since he is king of Salem, he is king of peace. Then the Hebrews writer points out some details that are not in the story in Genesis. His genealogy, birth, and death are not mentioned. The Hebrews writer isn't saying that Melchizedek always existed. He is saying that the details given match Jesus, who always existed. So Melchizedek is a good picture of Jesus. Since Abraham gave Melchizedek a tithe or tenth of everything, that means that Melchizedek was greater than Abraham. Also, Melchizedek blessed Abraham, which means he is greater. The Hebrews writer points out that Levi is descended from Abraham, so Melchizedek is greater than Levi. This is important because under the law of Moses, you had to be descended from Levi and from Aaron, a descendant of Levi, in order to be a priest. That is why it is called the Levitical priesthood. So, he says that the law only allowed priests from Levi, and yet there is a priest prophesied in Psalm 110 who is from the order of Melchizedek. So if there is a priest not from Levi, that means not only a new priest, but a change of the law. He goes on to say that the law of Moses was weak because it couldn't make anyone perfect. But now we have this priest from the order of Melchizedek who the Lord has sworn an oath to. Remember that he discussed how great it is for God to swear an oath in chapter 6. So Jesus is priest by an oath of God, and his priesthood continues forever. The Levitical priests were all temporary because they all died. And the Hebrews writer points out that the Levitical priests all sinned and were not perfect and had to offer sacrifices for themselves as well. But Jesus is perfect, and he could offer himself as the perfect sacrifice. And now for a deeper dive. The Hebrews writer is giving us a commentary on Psalm 110 and Genesis 14 here. I believe he is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And yet, 
he isn't giving some new revelation. Everything he says is based on Genesis 14 and Psalm 110. But I wouldn't catch all of that just by glancing at those passages. There is another concern when we try to get this much out of a passage. Are we getting more than God intended from the passage? So we know there is more in a passage that we don't get on the first reading. But we have to be careful about trying to find things that God didn't intend. So what is the solution? Well, I think we have to accept that it's going to take a lot more effort to get deeper meanings from passages. Just like it takes more effort to chew meat than to drink milk. It will take some wisdom, and we're going to have to spend time in all of the scriptures to get more out of a single passage. Just staring at the same verse isn't going to make it give up all of the meat. But when we consider other scriptures, and then come back to the passage, it will make some things more clear. And we shouldn't come at this trying to just find something new and exciting. We should come at this looking for God's truth. And we need to pray that God will give us understanding. This isn't about my strength. This is about God. So while we need to work at this, ultimately, it is God revealing himself to us. And if it doesn't point us to Jesus, we were probably going about it the wrong way. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.